This is the undiluted word of God. Listen and be blessed. Thank you, Father. I want you to just open your mouth this morning and say, Lord, speak to me. Holy Spirit of the living God, speak to me. I have come in your sanctuary. I did not come in my own strength. I came in your strength. Speak to me. 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 In the name of Jesus. Genesis chapter 4, while you are still standing. Genesis chapter 4, verse 10. Let's read together. Genesis chapter 4, verse 10. Can you look on the screen? It says, and he said, what have you done? The voice of your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. Brethren, for the first time, we are hearing from God himself. That blood speaks. That blood has capacity to cry. That blood is beyond what we think it is. Father, we thank you for the entrance of your word this morning. Thank you, Lord, because the Bible says that in the days of your power, the people shall be willing. We thank you, Lord, because this day is the day you have made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. We shall also be willing. Let everyone who has shown up this morning be blessed. May there be healing. May there be deliverance. May there be victory. That before we leave this place, Jesus will be glorified. And the devil shall be terrified. Thank you, faithful Father. In Jesus Christ's mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Have your seat in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I want to appreciate everyone who came this morning and those who are joining us online. Um, I also want to appreciate the church leadership. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you, Pastor Mrs. For the privilege to be sharing the word this morning in the shortest of time that I've got. I want to beckon on us this morning to avoid any form of distraction. Make sure that WhatsApp is not a distraction this morning. Facebook is not your distraction this morning. If you see your neighbor on their phone and they're on WhatsApp, tell them, fear God. Did you hear what I just said? Just say, fear God. It's just for two hours. Fear God. Okay, hallelujah. And so this morning, the topic of our uh, discussion is our weapon of victory. That's the topic. Our weapon of victory. We read the book of Genesis 4, verse 10. And the Bible told us that the first person that died on earth, Something that was done in secret. Adam didn't know. Eve didn't know. No one knew. It was just the both of them. And in the mind of Cain, he has executed something that he had planned and hatched in his heart against his brother. And suddenly, the one who is the maker of life showed up and said, you thought it ended with you killing him and burying him. No, there is something in my presence crying. And that thing is the blood. Why the blood? Why will blood cry? And there was something God did for Adam and Eve also when they sinned. I mean, God could have used anything to cover their nakedness. But he killed an animal. Again, blood was spilled. What is it with blood? Leviticus 17 verse 11. Leviticus 17 verse 11. Look on the screen. Look closely. It says, for the life. This is God speaking. Of the flesh is where? And I have given it to you upon the altar to make atonement for your souls. For it is the blood that makes atonement for the soul. Somebody say soul. It didn't say the blood atones for your body. It didn't say the blood atones for your spirit. It says that so long as the soul of man is important and needs to be atoned for and needs to be redeemed, 
The only thing that can make it happen is blood. He says, for the life of the flesh, you that is seated here, God is saying, so long as this flesh is concerned, what is putting you together and holding you together is the blood. For the life of the flesh is in the blood. Have you wondered why in an accident scene, they are rushing someone to the hospital? What's the first thing they are getting ready? They are rushing you to the theater. Blood. Oh, he's dying. We need to give him more blood. If someone is shooting at you and there's no blood coming out of you, you can't die. Blood needs to leave your system for death to take place. And God is saying that if you think you are living, what I have put inside you that is sustaining you is blood. When Abel was killed by Cain, he thought it was over. He thought that was the end of it. But the blood left, Abel, left Cain and went up and began to cry. Meaning that blood can appeal for judgment. Meaning that blood can cry for vengeance. Meaning that blood can stand to say, no, for the sake of this, you can't proceed further. The power in the blood. Have you read the scripture where it says, the soul that sinned shall do what? Shall die. But where we read says that for the atonement of a soul to be redeemed, blood is needed. A lot of wickedness has happened on the earth. I don't know if you watch African movies or African magic, where you will see a witch has, been, has become sick, sitting down somewhere. They are taking care of the witch. At that point, there's an imbalance in the realms of the spirit. And the witch doesn't want to go. Suddenly, the witch summons others. It's more like, I can't go yet. And they need blood if she must remain. To extend that life, someone younger has to go. You're looking at me like you don't see it in movies. Where there's changed lives. Hallelujah. But the Bible speaking in Isaiah 55 says, The Lord said, I will exchange lives for your sake. So, the kingdom of darkness learns it from God. Where it is your time to go. And God said, no. There's an imbalance in the realm. Somebody needs to leave the earth now. But because it's my son or daughter, he can't go. Someone else has to go. He said, I will exchange lives for your sake. In the old covenant, the idea of blood was for sacrifice, for atonement, for cleansing. And blood has different categories. All bloods are not the same. Listen carefully. No. All bloods, so long as the spirit realm is concerned, are not the same. In certain places, you go for sacrifice. Depending on the nature of what they want to shift in the realms, they say, bring pigeon. Some they are specific, they say, bring white pigeon. Some other times they will say, bring a goat, a goat to do the job. You sit there, they slaughter the goat. As the blood is touching the ground, they say, go, it's done. Sometimes you are watching the goat, it will disappear in front of you. And some other time, they will tell you, bring five heads. The ancient kings, ancient kings, when they want to extend their throne, they go for virgins. They go for virgins. They pick virgins and they bury alive. Some of them, when they die, to perpetuate themselves on the throne. That's the person coming after them has to be in their blood. They're also buried with virgins. What are they putting on the ground? Blood. The purest of them all, so long as humans are concerned, is the blood of a child. The blood of a child. That's why I am pro-life. I am not pro-abortion. Let not the devil deceive you when they say, no, 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 let's legalize abortion. It's not from God and can never be from God. In Jeremiah 5, 11 or so. He says, before I formed you, I've known you already. Meaning that you and I have been existing. What happened was that a need came on earth and someone needs to go and feel it and God just put you in the womb of a woman. Because a woman in the realm of the spirit is just a gate that brings forth things into time. It just planted you in that womb to come. But that's not the first time you started existing. So before I formed you, I knew you. I've already known you. 
You've been with me. All I'm doing is putting you into someone to give you flesh to come forth. And you say, no, let's flush. That's the purest of blood. And it is the reason you must not take it lightly. But we're going somewhere this morning. It's not a judgment message I brought. I brought a message of redemption. I brought a message of salvation. I brought a message that lifts. There's a blood we are going to. Now, I don't have time. The Bible is speaking later on in scriptures. Hebrews 9.22. Hebrews 9.22. Look on the screen. And it says, and according to the law, almost all things are purified with what? I'm not hearing from you anymore. Have I judged you this morning? And according to the law, almost all things are purified with what? And without the shedding of what? There is no what? There is no forgiveness when there is no blood. It's a principle in the realm of the spirit that there is no forgiveness in the heavens, on the earth, under the earth. There's no forgiveness if blood doesn't flow. Revelations 12, 11. I'm rushing now because of time. Revelations 12, 11. I don't know how pastor does it. I was telling him yesterday and this morning. I don't know how he manages to preach a message in 20, 25 minutes. He says, and they overcame him by what? <laughs> and they overcame him. The Bible is telling us a tool for overcomers. That in this life you are, if you need to have victory, if it's something you desire, it just revealed to you that victory is only guaranteed if you apply something. The blood. The blood. The blood. That the victory that they, they, they obtained in heaven, in that war, was because of the blood. And that blood became flesh, came and spilled again on the earth to reconcile us back to him. Romans 5.9. Romans 5.9. Much more than, look on the screen. He said, having now been justified by what? We shall be saved from rot through him. Do you know what the blood of Jesus did after he came here? And he resurrected. They wanted to touch him. He said, no, don't touch me yet. I have not gone to the Father to present myself before him. Now on the throne, there is a mercy seat. If you go study when he was telling Moses what to build, he built the mercy seat. And on the right is the cherub. On the left is the seraph. And then he said to him, this is my mercy seat. And then there is the outer court, the inner court, the, the, the lower court, the middle court, and the inner court. And he was telling Moses that this is how my throne is. Replicated on earth. However, I need a high priest who goes in there to make sacrifices on behalf of the people. And so when Jesus came as a higher sacrifice to redeem man from sin, what he did was that after he shed his blood, no man could touch him until he goes up now. Until he goes up now before the Father. And on the judgment seat, God is always on his mercy seat. But that judgment seat, if he sits on it, spirits are not merciful. No. They, are, they, are, they don't have emotions like you and I. If God sits on that mercy seat, that's why he could do like this. 185,000 people died in one night. That's his judgment at work. He closes his eyes. The earth will bring forth water. Rain for days. 
Nobody will survive. He wiped out. That's his, when he's on his that seat, nothing. Since Christ paid the price, you know what happened? Since Christ paid the price of a purified blood dying, what happened is that God has not sat on that seat anymore. He has not. Anytime he turns and it's time for him to execute judgment, he will see the blood. And he cannot judge you because the blood that is there is a purified blood. It's the blood of the innocent. The only time that judgment is coming is ahead. Not now. The Bible says both the dead and the living shall be judged. Not now anymore. I don't have time. Blood is powerful, brethren. Blood is like currency in the realm of the spirit. Blood can buy you salvation. Blood is like a lawyer in the realm of the spirit. Blood can speak. Blood can take you to court. Blood in the realm of the spirit is like a security man. Blood can defend you. And today we are talking about the blood of the new covenant. The higher blood. The blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The purpose of this message is to equip all of us to know the functions of this blood and how best to deploy the blood when it is most needed. Satan dreads the blood. Ah, it was a game changer that God introduced. There are many things God did that Satan was not aware of. He wasn't privy to it. One of which was the creation of man because he has fallen before man was created. He didn't know that man was in the picture. So when man showed up, he arose. He said, no. You can't compress yourself and put it in another being and then lift up the person above all of us. He said, no. Take note, hell was not made for you. Hell was created before Adam was made. Hell was made before Adam came. So it wasn't made for you. Satan only said, this hell they made for me, I'm not going alone. That's what happened. So when people tell you why is God sending people to hell if he loves them, hell is made for the devil and his agents. The Bible tells us clearly. But he said, I'm not going alone. I will go with people. I will spite God. Hallelujah. The issues you are going through today, the challenges you are going through as Africans, either in the United Kingdom or in the in, uh, Australian Kingdom or Canadian Kingdom, wherever kingdom you are, Brethren, there are issues. There are challenges. Oftentimes, what is challenging your progress is, a, is that there is an altar speaking somewhere. And that altar received blood on your behalf, even before you showed up. All you need to do is count five, six, seven, eight generations before you. Most of our parents, our great, great, great grandparents, did dangerous things in wickedness. Some of them did it out of naivety, some out of ignorance, some out of a desire to protect their own. They buried, they killed, they shed blood, they did, they said, did you hear what the Jews told Pilate? They, why didn't they say, let his life be upon us? What did the Jews say? They said, let his blood be upon us. And upon who? Upon our children. Exactly what our great-grandparents did. Where you are in the United Kingdom, every dream you have, you've never seen yourself in the UK, it's in the village. I wish it's funny. But these are the realities before us. You sleep every time all you see is somebody carrying obsequies, carrying obituary. They are gathering in front of your house. You sleep. People are visiting you. Grand dead parents visiting you. No, that's not God. 
The devil is a terrible spirit. No, don't say my grandparents visited me. It's not in anywhere in the scripture. It's not there. That's the devil trying to gain access to your soul. You sleep, things are coming to press you. The spirit of death is trying to gain access to you. To take life off you. The Bible says, why men slept? The enemy came to so tears. There are things that were done that you were not privy to. You were not opportunity to see. But you are struggling with it. But there is the blood that came. And that blood is the blood of the higher covenant. I want you to repeat after me. Say after me. Every voice of accusation orchestrated by my ancient bloodline I silence by the blood of the higher covenant. The blood of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. Some of us here live our life every day on drugs. Tableless, drinking, as this one is finished. You think it's normal? Is that what God planned for you? That every day you are in and out of the hospital on medication perpetually. And it's so built that you think that it's normal. Everyone, everyone else is doing it. No, not everyone is on medication. Not everyone is on medication. And all that is happening with you taking that medication and not holding on to the power of the blood is just the spirit of death trying to gain access. Spirit of death making an attempt on you. And your spirit is saying no. Sickness is coming in different dimensions. Your spirit is saying no, I can't. And the spirit of death, let me say this, not part of my message, is one of the few independent spirits. It doesn't report to the devil. Listen to me. The spirit of death does not report to the devil. The Bible said that when Jesus died, he went down to hell, collected the key of what? The key of the head is the key of the grave, death and hell. He collected the key of the truth. He held it. If the spirit of death reports to the devil, witches will not be dying because they are doing his work. Those occultic men will not be dying if they report to the devil. No, he's one of those independent spirits who feels that your enemy is my enemy. So let's work together until this enemy is out of the way. So God is more like the enemy. So both of them are just in partnership. But they are two independent spirits. But Jesus collected the key. And the only way to resist the spirit of death is the blood of Jesus. It doesn't require you much. It's just to proclaim it. I don't have time. The blood of Jesus cries for mercy. The Bible says that the blood speaks better things. It was when Jesus came that we got to know that the blood of Abel was still crying. It was when he came we got to know that that blood was still crying. The only difference between the blood of Abel and the blood of Jesus is that one speaks vengeance, the other one speaks mercy. He says this one speaks better things. But as per whether that blood is still crying, till tomorrow it will cry. I'm going to say this, and this is not to judge you, but for you to understand what you need to do. God who made all of us made women especially, put something called a high man in between your legs and say, so long as there will be an entrance into this place, blood must be shed. Have you asked yourself why? Why? Why did God put it there? It's not part of this message. But if you are here because the world has gone mad, where virginity is no longer celebrated, it's seen as you are not in sync or you, you are not trendy. If you still have it intact, <laughs> protect it. If you have lost it, the blood which speaks mercy can redeem. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. The blood can redeem. Repeat after me. I testify to heaven, I testify to 
and to hell, and to angels, and to the devil, and to my own soul, that I overcome the devil and all his cohorts by the blood of Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I'm looking at time and I'm scrolling through my notes. I'm scrolling through my notes. I've skipped 60% of my message. But I'm sure someone will be blessed today in the name of Jesus. You need the blood. When the things I've listed are part of what the battles of the night shows up. If you open your mouth, rattle in tongues, and invoke the blood. Those who do covenant at night do it by the blood. And that is why you must take the issue of Holy Communion very seriously. I think in the last two or three years in my house, we do it almost every night. Holy Communion in my house. If you visit me and you sleep over, if we, if we call you from night devotion to come downstairs or wherever you are, you will join us in the communion. Jesus said, do this as often as you can. As often. He knows what he's talking about. He said, this is the blood of the new covenant. This you must do as often as you can. There's no way he says it must be done in church or in a club. In fact, Jesus didn't do it in the synagogue. They went somewhere, sat down, ate, and they did it. He said, do it as often as you can. You need the blood on your journey when you are traveling. Because the bands of wickedness are on the road. Unfortunately, they see you, you don't see them. You know, this country looks like they don't have demons. That's what it looks like. Yesterday, I was reading about the fastest growing religion in England. It's called Wicca. Has everyone heard of it? Wicca. They, are, they call themselves witches. The witches of England. And they were asking their head, what do you guys do? They say, we cast spell on people. We can't cast spell on anything. You can command anything to turn to anything. We can manipulate anything we want. He was, she was saying it with every audacity. Is the fastest growing in this land. The person interviewing her, he took them to their covens. They said, have different covens in different gardens all over England. It's the fastest growing. And they are proud to say they are witches. And you're just moving around like sheep without shepherd. You wake up in the morning, you say, Lord, I am busy. Lord, you understand. You're just doing your makeup and running out of the house. Life is beyond that. You need the blood to speak for you. That when they cast it, when I say the blood, what did he say he would do? He will pass over. Shall we rise on our feet? You need the blood before you start that business. You need the blood when death is knocking in your family. People get to certain ages like things freeze. Nothing is working. People are trying to succeed. Nothing. Highly educated family. Nothing to show for it. Grandfather suffered and suffered and died. Father is suffering now. Should we not start talking about sicknesses that you know is peculiar in your family? Almost everyone has had it. In the family till now. What can change it is the blood. But this morning I want you to open your mouth. And speak to the one who sits in between the cherubims. And say Lord have mercy upon me. Have mercy upon me and my family. 
have mercy upon me and my household. And say, by the blood of the higher covenant, I come this morning and I ask for mercy. That you show me mercy. That you will cleanse me. That you will purify me. Forgive my sins. Whatever reason for which the enemy has been fighting me, I've been fighting battles upon battles, I don't know where it's coming from. Lord, have mercy. Remember the blood of the new covenant. The blood of your son Jesus. Have mercy upon me. Have mercy upon me. Have mercy upon me. In Jesus Christ's mighty name, we have prayed. I want everyone to close their eyes. You are here this morning, and you know that the things that I was talking about relates to you. You know that you have struggled, but you know also that God has called you to be the deliverer of your family. But your ways are not right with Christ. I want you to boldly, without any form of doubting yourself or the person beside you, to raise your hand. And all I will do is lead you in a very short prayer before we leave this place. To reconcile your way with Jesus and to say to him, I cannot do it on my own. I cannot do it on my own. Any hand lifted. I cannot do it on my own. Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, for these hands that are lifted, I bring them before you and I present them to you. I ask faithful Father, you who is the forgiver of sins. You who is the deliverer of your people. You who said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. You who is able to keep that which is committed into your hands. Father, I pray for the salvation of the souls of these ones whose hands are lifted. I ask, Lord, that you will deliver. I ask, Lord, that you will set free. I ask, Lord, that you will forgive their sins. In the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, may you give them a new chapter. May you give them a new page. That, Lord, you will extract them from their bloodline. Whatever is speaking negativity, let the blood cover. Let the blood of Jesus cover. And may begin to speak life in the name of Jesus. I pray for your people this morning. Lord, as we proceed towards the end of this year, where the bands of wickedness open their mouths and they begin to seek for blood, our blood shall not be spilled in the name of Jesus. Our going out and our coming in is preserved of the Lord in the name of Jesus Christ. It is well with our spirit. It is well with our soul. Thank you, faithful Father. In Jesus Christ's mighty name, we have prayed. We hope you've been blessed by the word of God. The word is brought to you by RCCG Power Connections, 236 Meanwood Road, Leeds, LS7 2AH. For more inquiries, you can call 078-513-3702 or send an email to info at rccgpowerconnectionsleads.com. God bless you.